0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there, good morning, welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show, it is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York, whole bunch on my mind for this Wednesday edition, so of course you know the deal, 60 minutes, we've run through it all. So let's get rolling. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, daily poll question, is, uh, not up for the day as of yet. What am I doing? What am I thinking? I gotta get on that. But we'll get to that shortly. It will be up and running uh, shortly. And of course today is Wednesday. So that of course means headlines as always the return of Florida man. I, I will say this. Maybe today. I think I have maybe the most Florida mansie headline of 2020, at least so far, right? We're uh, just a little bit over halfway through the year. I don't want to oversell it. but I think that uh, one of the headlines today, if you were ever if you were ever trying to explain to somebody what Florida man is, this one headline might uh, be the best example you could use. But let's start at the beginning. And first things first, I'd like to start the show off. With a little positivity, right? We haven't had a whole lot of that lately. (laughs) Not a whole lot of that in 2020. But how about a little positivity to start your Wednesday? A hearty congratulations to the one and only Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Why would I say that? Well, yesterday, Rob Manfred did not do a single thing to make things worse. Yeah! Well, you got to start someplace. Now, I don't know that he necessarily uh, did anything to make anything better. I don't know what he did yesterday. But he didn't make the. at least in a public sense, he did not make things worse. And, yeah, shoot the music off, Brian. You got it. No mistakes yesterday. He didn't fix a wedgie in public. He didn't get caught picking his nose. He didn't get caught backpedaling like Deion Sanders in his prime. One full day without embarrassment. Rob Manfred, way to go? Bye. Yeah, Rob Manfred doing the job. Good job, buddy. And the scary thing is his strength is supposed to be negotiation, right? It's not like he's a guy that lights up the room when he walks in. He doesn't, you know, I don't think he inspires people with his words when he's calling the uh, baseball World Series trophy a hunk of metal. (laughs) Is this supposed to be his wheelhouse? Not so much. But look, the first way to fix a problem is to stop making it worse. So at least on the days without embarrassment publicly counter, we can go all the way to number one. So congratulations to him. Now, look, there have been. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on baseball today. I, I said it's my, my it's my resolution every single day to not focus on it. But then the next day I lead off with it. There have actually been a lot of people in the media, and I would say big people, right? Way bigger than the the, the dope who's hosting the one hour show at five in the morning. But big people who have defended Rob Manfred in the last 24 hours, you know, he has an impossible job. There's always been battles in baseball. The, the, the relationship between the players and owners has always been this way. It's gone back for years. Blah, 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 blah. That all may be true. And make also, make no mistake, there are a lot of people in the media who have focused on the misery of baseball Because they don't care about baseball. They love the fact that there's misery in baseball because they love the fact that they can run it down. It's not their sport. And they love that it's a national punchline. That is all true. But for the people who will say, you know what, Rob Manfred has an impossible job. No one would be able to do this job. Well, it's not like he got drafted into the job, right? He wanted the job. I don't know if he applied for it, but he pursued the job, right? It wasn't like he got plucked out of obscurity and the the baseball owner said, you have to do this. No. He he wanted the job. He got the job. He's been the head of a sport that has actively made the tensions between the two sides worse. And it's not like he came into a situation where uh, everybody was all hunky-dory to begin with. And secondly, and maybe more importantly, he went on TV and spoke about his sport being a disaster. Now, I have never worked in PR, but I gotta have to. I have to assume that on the first day of the PR lesson about learning about the the, the job, you don't ever go and talk about whatever it is you're working for as you know what it's a disaster. I figure you have to be able to work, talk around the problem. Come up a way to, to get your point across without saying that your situation is a disaster. So that's on him. Now, that's not also to say that he did anything to improve things either. Because just because the owner side didn't do anything to embarrass the sport yesterday – doesn't mean that no one did. Now, it's not going to get nearly the attention, and rightfully so. It doesn't deserve the amount of attention that Rob Bamfrin's backtracking has gotten. But yesterday, the players conducted their little uh, Twitter program of having stars of the game tweet out, tell us where and when, right? Like after the the negotiations broke down, Tony Clark, the head of the Players Association, basically, essentially said to the owners, you're going to force this season anyway, so tell us where and when. So yesterday, the uh, Baseball Players Association conducted this little social media campaign, having the stars of the game, saw Mike Trout, Max Scherzer, Gary Sanchez tweeting, other people. Nobody thinks that this was like something that was like a grassroots campaign. This was a concocted social media campaign to kind of get back at the owners and stoke the flames a little bit more. And maybe I'm misreading things because I am just so sick of the back and forth. But is there anyone anywhere who likes baseball that's left, who is sitting there watching this come up on their Twitter feed, say, yeah, you know what, guys, you tell them. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is the point of that other than to further turn off more people, and I get that plenty of media people will tweet out support. Oh, Mike Trout has spoken. Yeah, people who work in the game rely on the relationship with the players. Right? They're not going to be—they're not going to have a personal relationship or any relationship really with the owners so much. They're not going to be able to talk to them on a, on a regular basis. So, if you're going to get information, you're going to have to rely on your relationship with the players. So they're always going to be overly supportive of them. But does anywhere, anyone anywhere think that conducting this little social media campaign is galvanizing public support behind the players? And it's hysterical to me that Mike Trout, who should be, based on his ability, be in the, you know, the Mount Rushmore of current athletes who are the most recognizable people in all of sports. Not just his sport. He's clearly the best person in his sport. But if I played you an audio cut right now of Mike Trout's voice, if you're a baseball fan, if you're not a baseball fan, would you be able to tell me, oh, that's Mike Trout? No, because you never see Mike Trout anywhere. Now you see him on the field. He's amazing. But he won't lift a finger to promote the sport. It's not It's not his thing. He doesn't want to be any part of it. He does more to promote uh, the, 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 the Philadelphia Eagles than he does anything about Major League Baseball. So he has no problem. And I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm not saying it makes things a whole lot worse. But it makes it just slightly worse, just to keep the same back and forth going on that doesn't convince anybody. Nobody cares about the back and forth anymore. And I'm getting the feeling less and less people— care about whether or not there's going to be baseball there's no doubt at this point the owners are more to blame for the current situation but it's not like the players are blameless either and again it's not a huge thing probably doesn't impact the negotiations in any way whatsoever but i think it just turns off more people and i can't imagine Anyone, anywhere being like when they see these tweets from the players, hey, where and when, where and when, yeah, guys, you show them, you tell them. I think it's more like, yeah, guys, go away. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Uh, Meanwhile, the NBA keeps rolling towards their restart. Yesterday, 100-page document that was obtained by ESPN basically breaks down virtually every detail of what life will be like inside the uh, league's bubble at Walt Disney World in Florida, uh, what it will be like when play resumes, from social distancing guidelines, activities players are allowed to do in their off time. Obviously, the most important information is about how the league will handle a positive coronavirus test, which is going to almost certainly happen. Once someone tests positive for the virus, the protocol lays out several step process. that The person will have to go through. They'll be placed in isolation housing, which will be a house, hotel or other facility that is different from the individual's previous hotel room at a location in which no individuals who have not tested positive are residing They'll be administered a second test as soon as possible to guard against the possibility of a false positive. If the test comes back negative, a third test will be administered in the next 24 to 48 hours after the first test. So, look, they have detailed everything, and I'm not going to run down all the different things because it's a long list of things, but the NBA continues to show you, out of the North American sports leagues, how to best handle things. They have been... And 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 keep in mind, as I have brought up many times, they were put in the worst situation of anyone, right? The fact of when the, the virus hit, the fact that it was smack dab in the middle of their season, not like they had a long time to kind of ramp up and get things in place like baseball or football did. They were right. And – also, the fact that they it's a sport that's played indoors, which we all know from the virus and all the different things. Being indoors is much worse than being outdoors in terms of the spread of the virus. But the NBA continues to um, put things in place to get up and running. And the players now have until June 24th to inform their respective teams of whether they plan to participate in the uh, return to play at uh, Walt Disney World and it certainly seems like look things can change it seems like every day we get more information one side or the other and florida certainly the cases there have been escalating more recently so who knows by june 24th how i mean it seems like things change every day and if not every week so let's see how things go but in terms of putting the little pieces in place every single day the nba seems to be able to do that they detailed the housing situation yesterday um the Bucs, Lakers, Raptors, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and Heat going to be at the Grand Destino. I've never heard of the Grand Destino before. Uh, the Thunder, Sixers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavs, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic will stay at the Grand Floridian, which is gorgeous. And then the Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, Wizards were going to be housed at the Yacht Club. So uh, all the accommodations seem like they're pretty good. And look, this is not set up – like the NBA – They're the one league that will get this. If they don't have some type of reality show, some type of Big Brother reality show, it feels like it's just uh, another aspect that the NBA would knock out of the park. But that's not all. The one aspect of the return to play that really intrigued me yesterday is something that uh, we'll bring up as the poll question. So we'll leave it there for now. We'll tease the poll question, which we'll do in the next segment. Uh, The poll question, which is up for today... It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. So yesterday, you know, the NBA has this hundred-page uh, document, which ESPN got a hands-on about all the different aspects of life uh, on campus. I guess they're saying on campus. They don't like uh, inside the bubble. It, does, uh, it almost sounds like that CBS show is uh, under the dome. You're going to be in the dome. Uh, so as part of the uh, campus environment of Walt Disney World, but the most interesting aspect to me is among the things that the NBA is planning to put in place is they are going to create an anonymous hotline for NBA people, I guess, right, to report potential violations of protocols in Orlando, be it social distancing, be it all these different things. So who do you think is the most likely to use this hotline? Now, before you complain, because I'm sure that that's going to happen about the names that I have put out, this story is all over everywhere, Twitter, social media, everything. So I just went with the four most obvious – well, maybe one of them is not the most obvious. I kind of did some interesting things there. But I went with the ones that are being brought up. So don't blame me on this. If you have an issue, oh, how would you put him in there? Blame the world. Blame others. Don't point the finger at me. Point the finger at all the people on Twitter. So here's the, obviously, who do you think is the most likely to use this? The first name that has to be brought up. And I would think, I would think that this is the name that's probably going to win the whole thing. LeBron James, right? LeBron, he, he knows that in terms of his legacy, another title this year, good chance to get it. We're playing these games. LeBron James. Number one. Number two, Chris Paul is a name that a lot of people brought. Now, I don't know necessarily that that would have been the second person's name that I would have thought of, but Chris Paul. Number three, someone on the Houston Rockets. I didn't want to go with a specific name. I didn't want to say, you know, Daryl Morey. I didn't want to say, but someone on the Houston Rockets certainly could be a good possibility, right? The way things have gone for them, any time that they have that disappointment in the playoffs, they have a lot of excuses, this seems like something perfectly lined up for them to use to maybe get that little bit of an advantage. What's that, um, Not James Harden? I didn't want to go with one person in particular. I feel like the Rockets as a whole have that reputation as being, obviously, if you think James Harden, well, that's where your vote should go. Okay. And then number four, now I was thinking... When I first heard a hotline to snitch on people, the first name that kind of came up to me was D'Angelo Russell with the result, you know, the whole thing that he had a few years ago with um, uh, putting that um, that video with that he Nick shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that Iggy was Azalea. the first thing. Yeah. Right. Iggy Azalea, he was he recorded him talking about cheating on his. Uh, his, I think it was a fiance, his girlfriend, whatever it was. girlfriend, I think. Yeah. Girlfriend. And somehow that video got out, and obviously D'Angelo Russell paid a a huge uh, price for that in terms of his relationship with the Lakers at the time and all that type of stuff. So his was the name that immediately came to mind, but I just don't think that D'Angelo Russell is a big enough name to be able to compete against the likes of others. So the fourth name I went with is with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. So there you go. Those are your four. LeBron James... Chris Paul, someone on the Rockets, Kyrie Irving. You could vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. If I had a vote, not that I do, but if I had a vote, to me this one is simple. It would really come down to either LeBron or someone on the Rockets. And I feel like push comes to shove. Ah, push comes to shove. I feel like I would probably vote someone on the Rockets. It just feels like such a, a Rockets kind of move, you know, looking for any little advantage, that analytical mindset of, you know, the the ends justify the means feels like something that the Rockets would do, right? It's interesting. The Rockets, very analytically based. The the Astra, something about Houston. And if it, If one thing is going on with one of them, who knows? Maybe something's going on with the other one. Guilt by association, or at least location. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. So in the open, we talked about you know Mike Trout being one of the uh, people, one of the players yesterday that tweeted out about this. Uh, you know, tell us where and when this kind of social media campaign that the uh, Players Association used yesterday. I, I would think that they thought that it was going to galvanize support. I've not seen anybody who has been like, yeah, these play. You tell Rob Manfred, even as as hated as Rob Manfred is right now within the sport, and not that anybody, either you don't care, and I think the overwhelming majority probably don't care, but of anyone who does, even remotely, I would think that Rob Manfred is probably the most hated man in all of sports right at this moment, right, based on the the, 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 the tone, the, the, the negotiations, all that type of stuff. Certainly a lot of criticism has come down on Rob Manfred lately. So I said Mike Trout would never lift a finger to really promote the sport, but he was tweeting out yesterday, no problem tweeting out that. So here, we we kind of designed this little test. Maybe you're a big baseball fan, maybe you're not. But would you know Mike Trout if you heard him speak? So here we go. We got four audio cuts, three of just random baseball players, and one includes Mike Trout. Let's see if we can identify which voice is actually Mike Trout. Okay, play contestant number one here, Brian.
1: Like I said, man. It's, hard, it's it's really hard to get into the what ifs. What if he would have said something? What if he did this? What if he did that? Um all I can say is that this is a I mean I'm a grown man in a situation that I can stop and I didn't stop it.
0: Okay. All right. That's uh that's contestant number 1. Let's go with contestant number 2. It's almost like the, mat- uh, the 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 dating game here. They're behind the curtain. All right. Let's see number 2.
2: You know what, man? You'd have to ask them to be honest with you. They, they're really the only ones that can answer Strick,
1: and him, him are the only ones that can answer that.
0: That's not player number one? That sounds exactly like the first guy. No. <laughs> wow. That seems like the same person. <laughs> this is going to be even more difficult than I thought. All right, let's go with contestant number three.
1: Yeah, I mean, its I'm proud of it, but I wish I we won today. I mean, it was, it was a tough loss today.
0: All right, that's contestant number three, who apparently is not contestant one or two. Play number two and number three again. They sound like the same person.
2: <laughs> number two, number three. Okay. You know what, man? You'd have to ask them, to be honest with you. Um, they, they're they really the only ones that can answer. Strict and, and him are the only ones that can answer that. All right, that's two.
1: You said the last one? Three?
0: Yeah, three. Number three.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Man, I'm proud of it, but I wish, I wish we won today. I mean, it was a tough loss you told me those were
0: all three the same person, I would uh, would not have a... Uh, I Can I play an extra a, one? Disagree. This yeah, one, play number okay, four. This Unless it's like, like Bobcat Goldthwait. I don't think we're, I'm, I'm going to be able to figure this one out. Go ahead.
1: I'm just got to check all the boxes first, and then once I do that, I'll be, I'll be good to go.
0: All right, so that's number four. Now, obviously, number one, I think, is somebody ta- somebody with the Houston Astros because of what they said. It's not the way they said it. It's just what they said. So I would cross off number one, and I would come down to two, three, or four. So let's play two, three, and four again, Brian.
2: You know what, man? You'd have to ask them, to be honest with you. Uh, they, they're they really the only ones that can answer Strict and, and him are the only ones that can answer that. Mm-hmm. I got an extra one, too, so just five. Oh, okay. You got five of them. All right. All right. Go Let's ahead. Let's see this one. I keep telling you guys, I, I, I
0: do as much as I can, but uh, you know it's a long baseball season, so uh yeah you know, I got to pick and choose when I want to, you know, do things and you know, go from there. So that's number five. I, all right. I think uh, I can answer this right now. I'm going to say it's number five.
2: Oh, are you sure? Final answer?
0: Yeah, I'll go final answer. I can't call a friend because nobody's awake right now. Is that a correct answer? Or is that that's a wrong a correct answer? answer? Oh, that's correct. All right. Well, you know, it's based, it really wasn't even, uh, how he said it. It's what he said. So it kind of gave that a little bit of a way. Maybe if I would have actually thought of this, uh, this segment ahead of time, we could have come up with a more nondescript cut. But yeah, that's Mike Trout saying, you know, I pick and choose what I d- decide to do in terms of, I, I would think, promoting the sport. And, uh, he's not exactly been the, the most, um, he, you know, he's the face of baseball in terms of production, but he's not the face of baseball based on his uh his uh, his Q rating that's for sure. So uh, all right, I I actually won the game that I thought that would be a little bit more difficult, but uh who were the other cuts that were involved there? Who was one one was somebody with the Astros, yes, right? Yes.
2: Uh it was actually Jake Morisnick.
0: Jake Morisnick with the Mets now, right? Yes. Nobody nobody's going to bring up his Astros time now that he's with the Mets. If he would be with the Yankees, they would bring it up all the time. But go ahead, number 2?
2: <laughs> number 2 was Buster Posey.
0: Buster Posey, okay.
2: Okay. And number three was Pete Alonzo, the Polar Bear. Pete
0: band. Alonzo. I didn't even, I wouldn't have even gotten that one, I don't think. Uh, play it again, Pete Alonzo?
2: It's,
1: I'm proud of it, but I wish, I wish we won today. I mean, it was, it was a tough loss today.
0: Yeah, it's a little short. Uh, it's tough. It's That's tough. the reason
2: I did it tough for a reason. Yeah.
0: And then well, who was number four?
2: <laughs> number four, you should have known. to play it again. Play it I'm just gonna check all the boxes first, and then once I do yeah, that, judge? I'll be, I'll be good to go. That's Judge.
0: That, yeah, Judge. Okay. All <laughs> right. I knew I didn't think it was four. And then as soon as you played five, I could tell who it was. All right. Uh, there you go. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. 800 is the Gordon Damer show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. So we've given you the stories, the headlines of the day, the NBA stuff, the baseball stuff, another giant getting in trouble with the law. And, uh, you know, a lot of the focus is about him getting a second opportunity. Uh, playing in the league, maybe playing with the Giants still, which seems more and more more unlikely. But for Aldrich Rojas, uh, talk about getting a second chance. He should be thankful he's getting a second chance at life after what went on with him and the allegations that are being made.
2: One ball, two strikes. The kick, the pitch, he got it! Builds up.
1: 18. Holy cow. 18
0: strikeouts. Yes. Louisiana Lightning. Ron Guidry. 18 strikeout performance on this date in 1978. Has it been that long? Oh, my God. That's a long time ago now. I don't really remember. I was only 7 when uh, in 78 when that was going on and obviously that was the second of the two you know back to back 77 78. So it was, I was just kind of forming into a baseball fan at that point, but I remember Gidry was like practically automatic. and I remember you know so many family members and, and people freaking out. I didn't know what it meant at the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm still too new to the sport, but it was a big deal. So uh, there you go on this date, your moment of inspiration, the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM. Our poll question, which is up for today. And I got to be honest, I've really misread the situation, at least so far. Our poll question, in case you're just getting up, just getting rolling on this Wednesday morning, is that as part of their return to play initiative, the NBA has come up with this 100-page document basically detailing every single aspect of life on campus at Walt Disney World for the teams, the 22 teams that will be involved. Meanwhile, baseball can't figure out how to tie their own shoes, but every single aspect for the NBA is detailed in this paid running through every list of possibilities, health and safety, life on the court, off the court, all this different stuff. But as part of that document, the NBA also will create an anonymous hotline to report potential violations of protocols in Orlando. Oh, could you imagine the baseball? Oh, the baseball, they'd be going, they'd be calling that thing every single second. But we're having a little bit of fun today. Obviously you can't base this on any actual facts, but who do you think is the most likely to use that headline? Came up with the four most popular answers based on Twitter, based on social media. A, LeBron. B, Chris Paul. C, Someone on the Rockets, D, Kyrie Irving. And at least I would have thought that LeBron was going to... Now, my vote would have been someone on the Rockets. And I realized Chris Paul this is another, you know, Chris Paul's not going to win again. Uh, but LeBron, I thought, was going to run away with it. But at least so far, and it's very early on, Kyrie Irving is uh, the clear front runner. So we'll see if that changes uh, anytime soon. But it is the Gordon Damer Show, and it is Wednesday. So you know... Then it's time for headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. All right, today's headlines. And we've actually ramped it up a little bit. It feels like there's some more uh, fun headlines to uh, get into today. So let's start with the actual headlines before we get to Florida Man and all that he's been going through. First headline, Facebook, quote, peddling in an addictive drug called anger, according to one of Steve Jobs' advisors. Well, I just saw this and I thought, boy, Twitter must be furious. Facebook is apparently cutting in on their turf. After all, if there's any social media that is hooked on the addictive drug called anger, it has to be Twitter, right? I haven't been on Facebook in a while. It's not really something I use anymore. But Twitter, I can't imagine there being a social media platform that is more based on just anger Every hour of the day than Twitter. So Twitter, I I, I would think that they're going to probably uh, sue on copyright grounds. Second headline.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Coronavirus tracing apps could be used by hackers to access your personal data. Well, couldn't you say that about any app, right? Like the hackers, it seems like they're on every app. Every app, as soon as they come up with it. Well, you know, hackers could be able to use this to get your personal data. Yeah, that's what hackers do. Third headline. Extra, extra. Diego, the tortoise with a species-saving sex drive, is retiring. Retiring from what exactly? From being a turtle? From having sex? I don't understand what he's retiring from. He's still alive, right? Like, thats he's just going to be a turtle. Extra, Third head, a uh, fourth extra. headline. Illegal fireworks complaints in New York City soar. 4,000% under lockdown. Well, look, I'm not going to... This is the time of year... And I don't. I love Fourth of July, and I love the fireworks, and I love. My son is obsessed. Oh my God, we got one of those things in the mail from one of the the fireworks companies. It was like uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, and they got the uh, the the swimsuit edition of the Sports Illustrated. I, that, that's what he obsesses over that, like I did back in the day. Maybe I'm sharing a little bit too much, but. In this day and age, with everything that's going on, and this is the time of year where you just get random fireworks just being shot off from now, I would say probably until like July 18th, right? Like there's just, you'll just be sitting in bed at night watching TV, and all of a sudden you'll just hear fireworks going on outside. And and sometimes they go on for quite a while. You're like, who the hell is letting off these fires? It's always kind of a distance away. You really can't tell where they're coming from. But in this day and age of everything that's going on right now, And and think about all the different things that the police, who have very difficult jobs to begin with, have to deal with in this day and age right now. Imagine calling them and saying, hey, you know what? Somebody is shooting off some illegal fireworks. What are they doing with those complaints? Like with everything else that's going on right now, how quickly do you (laughs) think that they're going to be responding to complaints about illegal fireworks? Next headline.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Well, there was this big story. That some people online were looking at pictures of Mars and they found human bones. Oh my God! Human bones on Mars. What does it mean? Turns out that those crackpots uh, were looking at what was just a rock. It turned out it was not bones on Mars at all. So that's what you get for uh, hanging out on social media. Extra, extra. All right, this week in Florida Man, and he has been busy, Florida Man, Florida Woman. All right, let's run them down. Florida Man pushes pastor to the ground because church service was just too loud.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Florida Man fights alligator to save his dog.
1: Extra, extra! I
0: would think that you would just try to get away from the alligator and not fight the alligator. Like, I mean, I don't care what your reach is. You could have the longest reach in the world. I mean, to punch down on an alligator, they're down on the ground. The alligator's got all the advantage. Florida man goes viral after carrying pet alligator into Key Lime Pie Store. Extra, extra. That's a very Florida man story right there. Pet alligator, Key Lime Pie Store. That's pretty good. Uh, but that's not the best one of the week. We'll get to that in a second. Florida man arrested after spending 24 hours naked vandalizing a high school.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Florida man accused of stealing 66 rolls of toilet paper from a hotel. Extra, extra. Well, the joke's on him there. Those hotel rolls of toilet paper, those are not. Uh, that's not maximum comfort right there. I don't want to share too much, but uh, I mean, those are like sandpaper a lot of times. Uh, Florida man scams casino out of $12,000 by pretending to be the manager of the village people.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Florida woman in trouble after calling 911 to find out how to divorce her husband. Extra, extra. And then I think the most Florida mansy story that we've had in quite some time, maybe of 2020. Florida man bitten in the face by an alligator while looking for his frisbee.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Yeah, I think that that will go. If we have a end of year Florida Man poll question of the most Florida Man story of the year, Florida Man bitten in the face by an, that's I have never been bitten by an alligator. I got to assume in the face that that has to hurt quite a bit. While looking for his frisbee, it has to be one of the, yeah, that's that's a bad one. That's a, and that's a very Florida Man. If he could have figured out a way to get bitten in the face while looking for his frisbee next to a key lime pie store. That would, have made, that would have just kicked it up a little bit of a notch, but still a very Florida man story there. All right, so that, those are headlines for this week. You know, just one more baseball thing, because I've seen this uh, come up uh, quite a bit, and people float this out all the time. And again, I'm not in the negotiations. I, I don't know what goes into all the different aspects of these negotiations. I'm just a fan like you. But this idea, you know what they have to do. You know what the problem is. They haven't been doing these things face to face. They need to get in a room together. They need to be across the the boardroom table and look into each other's eyes and lock themselves in a room and don't come out until this thing is handled. Look, I I I don't know. That seems like just words that people say. Does anybody think the reason why they haven't had a, a deal worked out is because they're not looking at each other face to face? I feel like if they were looking at each other face to face, things would be even worse. They'd be strangling it. They'd be literally strangling each other. They wouldn't just be doing it over Zoom calls. The reason that the negotiations have not uh, borne fruit is because the relationship between the two sides is as bad as it could possibly be. And and simply being in the same room together. I don't know. Maybe there is some some benefit to that. But I don't think that that's the reason why the deal has not gotten done as of yet. I think it's because they hate each other and neither side is willing to move off of what they want more than anything else. And, uh, there is a, there's a, some, you know, negotiating tactics to go into these things with, especially from the owner's side of delay, delay, delay so that they can get what they really want. And I think that their bluff has been now called by the players. And I don't know if there's going to be a season or not because it still seems like a they haven't been able to figure out the the money aspect and then there's all the other things they have to work on as well but the idea that well they just have to get in a room you hear that all? oh they just got to get in a room and lock the door and come to some sort of an agreement yeah i don't i think it's a little bit more complex than that and i will say that as a complete outsider all right so it's gordon damer show 98.7 fm espn new york we touched on the baseball even though i try every day to to kind of get away from it and look the good news, if you're waking up on on a Wednesday morning and you're thinking to yourself, "I need a little bit of positivity in my in my world," we open the show with a little positivity. 2020, you can use a little bit of good news, and we open the show with a hearty congratulations to the one and only Rob Manfred, who yesterday did something that uh, many didn't think was possible. He went a single day without making things worse. He did a. Six. There you go. Yeah. He went 24 hours in a row, not just 24 hours scattered here and there. 24 consecutive hours without anything to publicly embarrass himself. Didn't, as I said earlier, didn't fix a wedgie in public. Didn't get caught picking his nose. Didn't get caught backpedaling like a like a, like Revis Island in his prime. No. So the counter of days without public embarrassment. For the baseball commissioner you can roll that up to one now look he didn't do anything to help anything right (laughs) he didn't do anything to improve the situation but sometimes it's just that about making things worse so for rob manfred baseball commissioner a heart from the gordon damer show from all of us at the gordon damer show which is me and brian a hearty congratulations to mr rob Manfred. so good good news there yes absolutely it's not a huge thing but any, any small little glimmer of good news, I guess you gotta take it. And of course, it wasn't all good news yesterday. God forbid it ever is because the baseball negotiations, while those are going nowhere, yesterday the baseball players association thought that, well, this is the perfect time to conduct a social media campaign to uh, win over public support. I, I'm, I'm assuming, right? That's the only th- reason why you would conduct a social media campaign of having big time players tweet out where and when, tell us where and when, to kind of galvanize uh, support behind the players' side of things and this back and forth that seems like it has no end, uh, I, I think that for most people, I would think, and I don't know, I haven't heard from anybody who thought that that galvanized anybody, and not that I've heard a lot of people com- complain about it either, I just know for me, for myself, it wasn't like I was sitting there watching the tweets roll in and thinking to myself, well guys, way to go. That's it. Put the pressure on these owners. It was more like, yeah, guys, go away. It's just another example of not being able to read the room. And while I hope that there is baseball at some point, at as the days go by, I think I'll be all right if uh, if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen. But then of course, the other story that we were focusing on this morning was about the uh, the NBA, and yesterday ESPN uh, obtained the uh, 100-page document about all the different rules and regulations of the NBA's return to play initiative. Everything from, uh, you know, the housing situation, the safety and health protocols, everything. And that kind of ties into our, our poll question for today. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. And it is as part of the return to play initiative, the NBA is going to create an anonymous hotline to report on potential violations of protocols In Orlando, I think a couple of people should just call it about the Houston Astros, see if we can get them in trouble with another sport. Who knows? Who do you think is the most likely to use the hotline? So I can't – I really – I didn't come up with them. I came up kind of with one. But the four names that seemed like – or at least the three names that were most prominently mentioned in terms of this topic online were A, LeBron James, which I would have thought for sure was going to be the runaway winner, but not so. B, Chris Paul. C, this is the one I came up with, someone on the Rockets. Not going to put it just on James Harden. It could be anybody on the Rockets. Someone in their front office who always very quick to find excuses and very analytically based. So this is something where they might be able to gain a little bit of an advantage, come up with some concocted video, some fake news video of LeBron doing something. Get him out of the show. So someone on the Rockets. Or D, and D has been so far by far – The runaway favorite, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is number, is number four or D, if you will. Now, I couldn't come up with everybody. You can only have four options. So other people, I'm sure, will float other ideas out there. D'Angelo Russell was one that was certainly very popular. I saw somebody tweeted me something about Mark Cuban. Can only have four. So I went with the four biggest names that I possibly could come up with. Now, before we go to the phones, I did want to kind of mention this thing about uh, Kyrie Irving and his name has been certainly, uh, really out there in terms of, uh, pushing for, for players to use this time in maybe a different way than the NBA would have players returning to play. He is of the belief and, and kind of leading the charge of having players not return to play over A variety of things, it seems like. I would guess number one would be the social unrest and the social justice movement about if you return to play, people will be focused on what guys are doing in terms of games, and they'll move off the important cause that has been so uh, first and foremost in a lot of people's minds over the last few months. But he's also kind of floated out there other reasons for it as well, safety and health protocols, uh, also in, in I guess kind of money concerns, the league is it's trying to divide them over money. It seems like he's kind of uh, all over the place with uh, some of these things. So then there was a report yesterday from Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News saying that on uh, in a recent group chat, I guess it was with net players. I don't know if it was with league players, but in a recent group chat, Kyrie Irving pushed for teammates. To skip the Orlando restart, he also suggested that the players can start their own league. Well, look, I will say this. Kyrie Irving has to be a better commissioner than Rob Manfred, right? I mean, (laughs) maybe, maybe that'll be a poll question a couple of months from now. Well, look, I don't know. We've kind of touched on this Kyrie topic before what his motivations truly are to me. As an outsider who doesn't know him, doesn't have dealings with him, he seems like a completely unreliable person. And it would not, and if, if this is players going to him, because he's one of these vice presidents of the, the players, he would not be the person I would be using as my spokesman. He seems like an unreliable player. And again, in terms of this, this is another issue where it seems like he's kind of all over the place. Now, there's been some pushback that he wasn't floating the idea uh, of starting another league. I don't know what's true, what's not. But he seems like a completely unreliable person between the, the health concerns, the social issues, the money. And it seems like, and I don't know this to be true, but there are people like this in, in everybody's lives that are just negative uh every step of the way. Now, again, I don't know what his motivations are. I don't know if this is him just trying to – to, to, to run things down, but it seems like he's a completely unreliable person. And it's hard for me to believe even when, you know, if his, what his public statements are, not that he's really made any public statements, but what are being floated as his public statements are about being concerned about social issues and everything else. It seems hard to believe, even if I agree with him, that he would be the guy that I would feel comfortable using. To, to voice the platform, especially since it seems like it's not concentrated on one thing. If it was simply him saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this because of these reasons, okay, fine. But again, it seems like he's kind of all over the place, and this report from the Daily News about him floating the idea of, of starting his own league, again, seems like another thing that just seems like it's kind of out there and completely feeds into the perception that he is completely this unreliable guy who's just kind of trying to stir up trouble everywhere he goes. All right, let's get some phone calls in because we're running out of time. one 800 espn one 800 Our buddy Spike is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, man?
2: Okay, my last day up this early, but great to talk to you. First of all, Kyrie Irving seems more like a contrarian to me than anything. Oh, but it reminded me of a, of a story. Uh, remember when the A's were good and Charlie Finley had him with Sal Bando? Oh, you wouldn't remember that. A I little did.
0: bit of before my time, but I know, oh, I know oh,
2: some of the, the personalities. Okay. Sure. I forget your late voice. Anyway, I'm out at Oakland Coliseum. I was in San Francisco for a business meeting. Let's go see an Oakland game. I just, just your sense of humor may get this. So I'm walking into the park and I got a guy selling yearbooks, and he goes yearbooks, yearbooks, and he goes athletic supporters, and I just started laughing. Yeah, Kansas you know. City, yeah. I'm not. Anyway, I right, look. My, Rob Manford seems like that type of guy to make that kind of joke, and nobody laughs. He's just lost, man. I mean, he's lost. And Tony, uh, what's his name? Tony Clark. Tony Clark. How about two guys doing a crappier job for each side of, of the of the equation here? I mean, they're terrible, both of
0: them. Well, there, are, I, I think that, that I think it's pretty clear at this spike uh, at this point, Spike, that they are only interested in winning for their side, and there's not going to be, you know, it's just the relationship in general. And uh, nobody's going to win. We got to get running, but yeah, I mean, there's no, and not that maybe there isn't any sport, right? Maybe it's just about caring only about your side, and and there's a reason why the players are so entrenched as they are. There's a reason why I'm sure the owners are entrenched as they are but if they want people to care you know there's a great story up on si.com about how the royals of all teams are dominating the free agent period now with the draft only being 5 uh, 5 picks long because they showed a real interest in their organization and supporting the minor leaguers. And more and more of these free agents have decided to go to the Royals as a result of that. You know, sometimes you have to do what's best for the, the the sport itself rather than just what's good for your side. All right, that's going to do it for today. Poll question up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. We'll see you tomorrow, 98.7 FM, ESPN,
2: New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on
0: 98.7 ESPN.